right welcome to the podcast series of stopping boring we have been doing this for quite some time now we had uh, shushma ma'am last time we had um, ankur before that and we had few recordings of like nasir and like snehil and stuff um, but yeah like you can see like it's different arts artists who are coming here and we are trying to understand their story where they come from what motivates them to do what they are doing currently you know like if you had seen when gaurav went off video you saw the daravi dream project right i want to know what that is right um and like what brought them into what they are doing currently and where they see themselves in the next few years right so that's it's essentially your story gaurav that we want get out of and get inspired like that's the core of this right and of right. course in the process if we learn a thing or two to like make us music or sounds with our mouths that's great as well thanks a lot for doing this by the way no no yeah. issues man i i i love doing like i i'm saying yes to whoever is asking like you want to do a podcast yes <laughs> i have all the time in the world lovely yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really and whenever like a fellow artist or somebody who is like really wants to do anything for the art community wants to do it so i'm always like up for doing it and when like you guys when anvesh told me ki ssc in as well like ha definitely man we'll do it awesome. no scenes <laughs> anvesh why don't you let us know like how you met gaurav and how this started and why we shared yeah okay interesting it all started with a email okay. email from atm <laughs> atm insider <laughs> oh. okay so i was just scrolling through different events then i see uh, that the dharavi dream project is doing uh, is bringing artists and teach uh, what they are like whatever art form the artist has to youngsters i'm like this is interesting like how do you get into you just book and there are zoom sessions because everything is online now and people are getting to learn uh, so there are hip hop um, and there are um, rap classes there is graffiti and then there is beatboxing and i heard uh, now they have started music production as well and um, i'm like i have been always been mesmerized with beatboxing so i i took a ticket then i went to his session there and yeah slowly i asked him would you like to do this and he agreed now he's here he's going to share his story i'm pretty excited there are so many people here to listen his story and yeah i is this uh, i'm excited that there will be this is a new beginning for a lot of things which going to happen right yeah so that's how i met gorov yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah i i'm like really surprised that they act because i just saw that you know whoever is looking for events knows about the dharavi project and their uh, sessions that they're taking by different instructors and um, it's really surprising to know that emails are being sent out so it's great if anybody because i think in quarantine everyone wants to try out something new and the good thing about these sessions is that it's free so right. there's this new guy who has come in our class who's just 9 years old today was his second class so he was asking me that sir is my class going to be free next week as well <laughs> <laughs> because his dad was standing uh, behind him so i told him yeah, yeah all class classes are free always so that is i think a really good initiative by these guys because generally it's for people from dharavi uh, uh basically underprivileged kids who are you know who, who they they want to give back to people 
who uh, stay in these areas and don't have access to a lot of facilities that we have like and you know uh, having the monetary backing to go for a class or to attend a class and i think in india honestly speaking there are there are no classes for rap and beatboxing in particular so even if you have the money or whatever you you need to you know maybe personally ask a rap like a proper rap or a beatboxer whether they would be interested in teaching you so i think dharavi project has done a great job in uh, finding these people and they they were in touch with me since last year and uh, i was working and i didn't have a lot of time at that po- at that particular point but now with the lockdown on and i think for a lot of people it's a really good thing because anyways everyone's getting bored in quarantine <laughs> and if people come to know ki there's somebody teaching rap beatboxing for free and even music production and you have like one hour of your day every day that you can spare and learn a new skill so it's a great thing i think can you uh, let us know a little bit more about this dharavi project so dharavi project was basically an initiative uh, is an initiative by this company called qki which is an artist management company uh, formed by shekhar kapoor and ar rehman and uh, something really unfortunate happened actually last week so uh, like the founder of tvdp his name is samir bangara he uh, he was also an artist manager and somebody who uh, like you know gave a lot of opportunities to up and coming artists uh, through through qki like qki also was uh, is still an artist like management uh, and a, like a proper label where people not a label like a company where people get signed and they are managed like artists so and tdp was one of their initiatives to you know give back to the community of uh these people from uh dharavi who might not be able to you know afford a lot of things that normally people would be able to so it was a like it's been a really good initiative and unfortunately he passed away last week but the scene is that uh, they they the idea of forming this was you know to give back to the community basically from dharavi and for these kids to have an opportunity to learn uh, this new age art form because it is believed that even hip hop like globally came from the streets it came as a form of like rapping if you uh, go and try to you know search for the history of rap you come to know that it was it it came as a form of like the, its inception was basically you know something like an art form as a, a tool which was used to basically you know vent out your frustration like whatever the black black people were going through back then and whatever atrocities were faced by them like even back then like back in the 80s and 90s and 70s they were being put up in jail so it was an art form that they used to portray whatever they wanted to say so it came it has come from the streets it it has never been an art form which you know the privileged have uh used a lot and they they have been like wow this is hip hop let's let's like start making rap music it has come from struggle and now it has become a a globally accepted thing where you know there are so many record deals that rappers get and they a lot of rappers are so famous that they've earned a really good living out of it and uh, i think the idea when tddp was from was just that that uh, if they find these people like upper street talent who 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 want to learn stuff but you know they can't go out there and 
uh, they w- they won't be able to learn it from different instructors or whatever so they got them under one roof and they formed this school in dadabi where uh, every day basically five days or six days a week there are sessions that take place and now since the lockdown is on on uh, they're doing it online oh. so that's how the scene has been till now and it's i think the online sessions are also going really good where there are about like 15 to 20 people in beatboxing and a lot of more people in uh, the rap classes there are about like 60 to 80 people that attend the rap session i've seen a lot of people over there so it's crazy that uh, you know so many people want to learn this art form and hopefully uh, at least if some of these people take this seriously then you will be having uh, like a generation of artists as time passes by coming out from india who would be interested in beatboxing and rap and it will become a big thing or, or like a broader thing even in the future right right so uh, so tell us how you got into this i got into this when i saw a movie called step up to the streets in the year 2009 Okay. and when i saw this movie i was like wow this this dance form what is this i've never seen something as cool as this and i want to learn this and i was somebody at that point of time who used to spend a lot of time on the internet mm. and uh, i used to constantly research about different things and uh, read a lot of stuff on the internet and when i when i saw this movie when some one of my friends sent me this a uh, movie uh i when i saw it i was like let's let's check out if somebody teaches this dance form in india in mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, luckily i found out that uh in this meg in mumbai there's a space called andheri where there there is a crew that's teaching b-boying and you can go and learn it from them so i started checking out details about their classes i got in touch with them and i told them that i would be interested in learning this and then when i started going for these classes uh that is how it began like i they they told me that they, like the one of the uh, one of my teachers his name is paritosh he runs a very a uh, big hip hop platform uh, which is called to the culture it has been a platform that that was also you know uh, launched way back in the day when hip hop in india was not that famous i'm talking 2010 2009 that that was the time when he launched it and by the by 2011 or whatever he had some international artists come to india and judge b-boying competition so i i came in touch with him in the year 2011 where i uh, told him that this is what i want to learn and i started going for these classes and that is when he told me that this is the history of hip hop it is an element of hip hop then there's graffiti there is rap there is uh, b-boying is one of the uh, elements then uh, that is what he told me so i was like wow this is really cool there's there there are so many elements in this and this is like a proper culture that i need to know about so when i went for my first ever b-boying event he told me that now you're learning from me and now like later on you can also like battle in events there are b-boying like you saw in the movie there are b-boying battles that happen in real life in yeah. mumbai also because a lot of people follow this and it's been there since 3 4 years and it's been very underground so luckily now since you've uh, come to know about this you should go and attend one of these events so when i went for this beatboying event i saw that there were so many people who were uh, like doing this art form and uh, it really blew my mind because i never imagined that like i saw in the movie like there are so many different groups and they are doing this dance form 
so many of uh, our people down here in mumbai also knew about this dance form and they were also pretty good at it mm. so i when i went for this event that is where the host of the event uh, started beatboxing he was a beatboxer so i was like wow this guy knows this what is this art form now <laughs> and then that that blew my mind and and that stuck with me so when i left that beatboxing event i had gone there to see beatboxing but what stuck with me was somebody beatboxing live on a microphone because i never imagined that because i had seen a lot of you know uh, crazy dance moves even before i saw it in that movie i i knew that there is a whole different level to it but when i saw somebody beatboxing for the first time i was like what is this now i never imagined somebody could do this from their mouth and what is the technique behind this i need to learn this so i it just stuck in my mind it was there and then i got busy with my studies and that beatboxing thing was there in my mind and i just started practicing on my own whatever came to me naturally and it was just a hobby as to do it for fun and a couple of months into it i realized that i was getting really good at it and uh, people told me that uh, you know you should pursue like you should go for competitions so i started going for college battles and stuff and that is how it all began like i came to know about the beatboxing scene then i realized that my beatboxing is not that great and i went on to youtube i saw actual beatboxing battles world level battles and i was like wow this is really cool and uh, it can go up to this level so i need to practice a lot and hopefully one day i'll be like there uh with a lot of skills so that that is how it all began oh lovely uh so apart from beatboxing uh what else do you do so as of now i'm full time into beatboxing i'm a part of this hip hop collective called bombay local mm-hmm. which is so like one of the stories of this whole beatboxing thing was that uh when i got into this uh art form i i had shifted to a place and i i'm mean, still staying there only right now which is called virar in mumbai it's on the outskirts of mumbai it's not exactly in bombay and just one station away from this uh, place there's a station called nana sopara where there is a huge dancing scene i think at that point of time in india uh, the whole dancing scene like the the most famous reality show was boogie woogie there was no dance in their dance so for the first time uh, in that show i had seen a couple of dance groups like a uh, fictitious group on which on whom uh, abc2 was based on mm-hmm. i saw them and then there was another group called rohanin group which was there on that show so when i came to this place i i saw so many dancers over here and i saw them on india's got and i was like wow this the like here like right where i stay there is like the biggest scene in mumbai like all the great dancers or whatever the best dancers from mumbai stay over here and they are they are internationally known because the like i think fictitious group now they like they two different groups so one of the groups called kings united recently won the show called world of dance so now they are internationally known and they are also come third at uh, you know world hip hop championship so that is how that is the reason why the movie was made on that so uh, that is like when i came to know that there is a whole hip hop scene over here and when i started uh, meeting other people luckily i met one of the rappers from this place called nala sopara where all these dancers stay and he told me that he had an intention of forming a crew one day of people who stay in these areas but who are rappers and beatboxers because there are a lot of dancers over here 
there there are plenty of dancers you go in the you go to that station and you'll find like 1000 2000 dancers over there and now they have a fictitious group even as a full fledged dance class that goes on and so many people come to learn that so dancing scene were had really flourished over here and people knew that dancing is a big thing and then everyone every normal person started taking it seriously and uh, they realized that you can make a career out of it but it's not the same with rap so we had taken we had decided that one day we'll form a hip hop crew consisting of rappers and beatboxers and by 2016 luckily we found like me and the other guy shakespeare who's a rapper we found out some uh, amazing talented people from uh, this particular place and we decided to form this crew and it's been 3 years that i've been with them and i i do stuff as a solo artist as well so right now beatboxing is the only thing that i'm doing lovely so what's a collective how is it different from a company it, a collective is basically not just you know it's not limited to one art form so there are rappers there are three rappers we are two beatboxers there's me and then there's another guy and apart from that there is a graffiti artist as well there are a couple of producers there's a videographer Mm-hmm. and there is a dj in the group as well so it's a collective of about 8 to 9 people right. and uh, yeah the intention was that whenever we perform on stage whenever rappers so generally when rappers perform on stage they perform on a produced beat so if i have a song i made a song i'll give my pen drive to the dj he'll play my beat and i'll rap on that song but if you're a hip hop collective uh in like this is how uh, it used to happen back in the day in the 80s and 90s when rappers used to rap they used to have beatboxers in their group who used to beatbox on stage and the rappers used to rap on that so it like, sounds more organic and luckily that is what we got to do in the movie gully boy as well when we made those tracks and we were really happy that wow they're showing the organic uh, way of doing it like like it's done so that was the intention so that that is how a hip hop collective is different from a rap group or a dance group because there are so many elements because we have some b-boys also in our group so whenever the rappers are rapping we are beatboxing b-boys dance on stage at the same time so it's like a proper uh, full showcase of all the elements of hip hop oh lovely now that you have brought up the movie <laughs> what, <laughs> uh, yeah. so tell us about how it happened uh, and then we'll talk about the process hmm. the movie happened uh, like it was really i don't know i think it was there in my luck because uh, the story is that i got i got a call about that movie about 3 4 times and every time i got a call saying that i got my first call when i was working in a digital marketing agency in 2017 and they said hey we've heard that you are a beatboxer and i said yeah but we are looking for rappers <laughs> and there's this movie being made called gully boy it's excel entertainment i'm calling from excel entertainment and i want to know if you know any if you know of any rappers mm-hmm. and can you send me some contacts so i was like yeah sure once the call was done i sent them about 10 15 numbers then a couple of months later i think they had a database with them and there were different people contacting whoever was there on the excel sheet so I got a call from another person from Excel, and I told them that I've already spoken to somebody else. But they said, "If you have more numbers, send it to us." So I sent them twenty more numbers, and like this, I got four calls in total. And every time I used to send them numbers of rappers, and by the when I got a call for the fourth time, uh, the person said, 
like what do you do because i don't know what do you do and who you are so i, I gave them an description of what i do and they said like but what is beatboxing so i had to i had to beatbox over over the phone to explain it to them that what beatboxing they said, no 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 we've been told that we want rappers so this is definitely not rap <laughs> so yeah. i sent them numbers of rappers again yes. so luckily what happened was in this whole process i sent numbers of my own crewmates as well and one of my crewmates the same guy that i was talking about shakespeare he mm-hmm. got selected for the movie okay uh, there were three audition rounds and uh, after taking these auditions uh, they basically decided who's going to be who's going to play a character in that movie and once he got that role uh, the role was that he had to battle ranveer singh and unfortunately in the movie when you see the movie that scene has been deleted the last battle of ranveer singh in the movie was against this guy and then he defeats him and that was supposed to be the end of the movie but they i don't know what happened in the editing process because when this guy like my friend was called for uh, the dubbing session they told him that this scene is going to be deleted okay and that was really sad and we just still we still waiting for that scene <laughs> because that's the only battle that ranveer singh has done in that movie apart from the battle shown in the movie he had done two battles so we were also really surprised that you know a scene consisting of ranveer singh was deleted so lucky what happened was when he got selected for this movie uh, the battle rap scene that you see in the movie they told they told him that hey we need a lot of crowd to be there in the scene and we know that you have a crew mm-hmm. so what you could do is you could get your crewmates also because it's like it's free they can come and watch it they can come and watch you shoot for a movie they can watch ranveer singh <laughs> and uh, i was i was like dude great i'm coming because i i will not have to go to my workplace for four days yeah. so i will get a leave i will come and see ranveer singh hopefully we'll meet some good people and uh, luckily something will happen for us so i went with that intention we went for the shoot then what happened was uh, on the first day so they told us it's going to be a four day shoot and some amount is going to be paid to us so i told the other guy see this is your motivation now we are going to be paid something because the scene with us was since we stay slightly on the outskirts of mumbai uh, this shoot was supposed to start at 6 am so for us to reach the shoot location at 6 am we had to wake up at 3:30 every day catch a train at 4 o'clock and reach at 6 am so on day 1 it was easy easy as in we knew we had to wake up early. i thought didn't sleep only we went for the shoot then the shoot got over at 7:30 in the night like in the evening and then the scene with mumbai trains is that it's very crowded so between 8 to 10 o'clock the you cannot catch viral train because it's so packed So you have to. We knew that. अभी तो हम 11 बजे के पहले घर पे ही नहीं पहुंच सकते हैं. Then again, we have to catch a train at four o'clock. Right. So on first day, on the first day when you know our crewmates shot didn't come, like his his chance didn't come to shoot. The other people were like, we should stop coming to this shoot. See, like, see, this is how you get treated when a Bollywood movie is made. I said, see, we are nobody to them, and you know, they they're not liable to treat us in a certain way. They are dealing with our friend. He is a part of this movie. We are extras. We are coming to watch. We we are being paid to be there on the sets. So I was just like, dude, just come for the money. You never know how much they'll pay. Even if they pay you like five hundred, whatever they're paying you, two thousand, three thousand bucks, and 
it's it's money even if it's right. less right. so it's good so but then these people were like i don't know but then i was like we should go and then we went for the second day also because our crewmate was had to go because he had to shoot so we went for it and uh, so when we went for the shoot again on the second day luckily what happened was after they used to take like after they used to shoot every particular scene they used to take a break they used to see how the shot has panned out and they had because they knew that there are so many artists over there instead of playing songs they used to give the mic to these rappers and they used to start rapping somebody used to beatbox and we have we were there only for these last 4 days of shoot so everybody in the crowd knew us because was, and they were like are dude this this kickass beatboxer is a let him perform so luckily i got the mic on the second day and i beatboxed and then like they really loved it and like ranveer singh he was sitting in the corner he came like running up to me and he was like dude you're really sick and then uh this zoya she came up to me and she said like you're really amazing and then what happened was on the third day Farhan Akhtar came on the sets of uh, the movie. So we just, I just thought that I performed on the second day and it's done. It was just a moment where people loved my performance and nothing is going to happen because this, these are the last four days of the movie shoot and they obviously have everything decided. They must. I, I was not thinking about anything. But on the third day when I performed again before Farhan Akhtar could leave, they said you should perform. You should perform for him once. Let him see how you perform. So I don't think I don't. I don't know what clicked with them. They liked the performance. After it got over, Zoya Akhtar came up to me and she said, "Hey, you're doing two tracks for the movie, and uh, we we were thinking if you want to make this these tracks a part of the movie, but I think you would fit the bill. So you'll get a message soon." and there are there are like four special days of shoot happening for this we'll be shooting a video for this too is going to be in the movie so i when i reached home i got a text message saying that this is happening and i informed my other beatbox partner as well beatro i told him dude we are uh, we just got a message and we're doing a track for the movie and ranveer singh is rapping on it so it's going to uh-huh. be crazy so they sent me an audio file and by the original rapper of that song his name is spitfire so they sent me that track and they said that uh, this is the reference just come and do the beat tomorrow live or send it to me on whatsapp and if uh, i send them a reference beat ranveer singh approved it they said come tomorrow we're shooting this song we did that then when that shoot got over like uh, again we did not know that we're doing another track i get a message on whatsapp by this famous producer called dab sharma he told me that there's another track that we're doing i have booked a studio in andheri you have to go at 6 pm over there today i don't know you are just go there and record that track mm. and this is the track do whatever you want to you do your version of it so it's me the original version of jingustan i went in the studio along with my partner beatro and we like did the beatbox version of it and luckily it became a part of the album and then things really like panned out for us and it became really good all right lovely lovely do, do you want to like take a break in the sense from the storytelling part and like perform your definitely own? definitely yeah, yeah i'll i'll just like do a short like a proper freestyle so yeah whoever's watching first of all thank you for tuning in uh if you need to check me out you can like go on spotify or wherever and search for the name decipher i'm the guy who's done two tracks for the movie gully boy which is asli hip hop and jingustan beatbox along with my beatbox partner beatro so without wasting any time 
uh this is what i do and i'll just i'll just perform a short quick freestyle for you guys
<laughs> Thank you. May please have some water, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have some. Yeah, water. please do. Yeah. Just. <laughs> How is this happening? Like, uh, so you said, like initially, you you saw someone performing this, and then you right. started uh, learning, and then you went back to you. So this is all self-taught. Yeah, it's all self-taught. Like I saw somebody doing it live, and I started doing it on my own. So in the beginning, you know, I started doing stuff like uh, so this just this thing. It wasn't this clear back then. It is a. It used to sound very. It used to sound very bad, and it took me some months while doing this, and um. it never like i there was never a timeline that you know i aimed for because in the uh, beginning i was just doing this for fun and uh, like as and how like time started passing by i uh, realized that i'm getting good at it and that is when i started watching stuff on youtube and once that happened that is when uh, you know i realized that maybe i should like go and check out stuff on youtube and i can become better and when i went for my first ever battle that is what i realized and I started watching stuff on YouTube and I started practicing and that is how it all happened. So I a lot of beatboxers in India like more almost every one of them are just self taught because beatboxing is not taught anywhere in the world. Right. Uh there are there's online classes now that world level beatboxers also take that take Skype lessons. So that is a thing that you could go for or you could just watch tutorials on YouTube and teach your own self. And how how long do you practice per day now that you're doing this full time? uh so honestly speaking in during this lockdown period i won't say that i've been my uh, like i've been very productive when <laughs> every day when i wake up i'm practicing for 4 to 5 hours or doing anything of that sort with beatboxing yeah i think there has to be a this discipline thing because whenever i gone uh, live with an international beatboxer on instagram because luckily a lot of international beatboxers are doing this instagram live session where they add random people So I've mm-hmm. always asked this one question to every beatboxer I've gone live with that how many hours in a day do you practice? Mm-hmm. Because these guys are on a world level; they've competed on a world. Level. So they say that they do it four to five hours every day. So I think uh, <laughs> for if you wanna like be really good at it, you should do it for do many hours every day. Right, and someone is a complete newbie; they don't even know, you know, the, mm-hmm. the thing that you are saying. If they are right. at that level. Where do you think they should start? And they don't want to join a course. They uh, so when it comes to a course, one is to obviously TDDP. They can come and check out what's happening. But there are a lot of students over there, so you might not get like individual attention. But uh, we like I I I'm also taking private lessons along with another beatboxer called Beatrop, who I did the tracks uh, in the movie Gully Boy along with. 
so they can uh, you know like if anybody wants to join an online class that is one option then uh, if you want to learn from an international beatboxer they take lessons on skype that is also another option and then youtube is always there so you can go and check out stuff over there lovely so what are like yeah. i should say like two to three rules or mm-hmm. like thumb mm-hmm. rules that you want to follow to become right. faster uh base thumb rules to learn beatboxing faster would be that uh you know like when you learn one particular sound uh it it actually honestly speaking it takes some patience because i have uh, luckily now since i'm teaching uh, at tgdp and whenever we've taken a private lesson we realize that there are a lot of people who uh, like this has been a great experience of teaching where there are some people who come and say that i saw beatboxing once on tv and i saw that you're teaching it so i don't want to learn it and i don't know anything about beatboxing right and i really don't know what like what are the basic sounds called and whatever so the thumb rule is that uh, to learn it faster is just to stay adamant on learning one sound step by step you should make sure that there are like three basic sounds one is called the kick drum okay. the other one is called hi hat and then there's another sound called snare so suppose if you're learning these three sounds uh, most of the beatboxing sounds are denoted by letters mm-hmm. so uh, yeah when you're trying to do it uh, when whenever you see a tutorial also online you realize that it's denoted by letters and there's a certain technique to it and if you stay adamant on learning that one particular sound you eventually are able to get it and that's that's the whole thing like if i wanted to demonstrate the three basic sounds the kick drum sounds like and the second sound hi hat sounds like it's denoted by letters for the kick drum i just say the letter b where i make an o shape with my mouth and i say the letter b and for the second sound it's called hi hat where it's just like i just say t from the tip of my tongue and the third sound is kind of difficult <laughs> you don't get this in your first class or first session it's called the inward k snare where you keep your tongue straight on the on the roof of your mouth like this and while your tongue is like this you say k inward so it sounds like Yeah, and when you when you want to do this, it's like so these three sounds together. That's how it sounds, and that's what the scene is. So if you want to learn it, go on YouTube or uh, come for any one of my sessions on TDDP. And if you if you are like really interested in learning it, you can even attend our classes or whatever. Yeah, somebody said try it for the first time it's insane as fuck yeah <laughs> you in the beginning no you you feel like you're choking because when you do this <laughs> you start coughing and all these things happen so honestly i'll i'll teach you a very nice technique to get the basics really fast okay uh-huh. so it's there's this technique called boots and cats so once you get these three sounds to do a beat all you have to do is say boots and cats so when i want to say boots and cats in beatboxing it sounds like so it's boots and cats and boots and cats oh. it's boots and cats so boots 
Yeah. So instead of boo, when you say boots, when you're uh, that T that's coming in between, you say tss, tss, you just it's it's just somewhere you know if you're calling somebody, that's how people in Mumbai call it. <laughs> if they spot somebody on the streets, yeah, tss, tss. yeah that's that's yeah. yeah. So that that is one. And uh, the the snare instead of doing the snare that I taught you, <laughs> instead of this, you can just do a simple K. You're saying. You know when you when yeah that that when you when you just saying this is this is saying no to somebody yeah. in Indian style <laughs> and then somebody do you have this and I never say yeah so that is one and the kick drum is just saying the letter B so so when you combine these three things together sound like and when you want to say boots and cats. So yeah, that's how it is. The basics are that. Nothing happening here on your vocal cord, or like I thought, like that was the thing. Like it's that is that is also a thing. So what you're doing right now, it's called the eight to eight kick. So okay. if you uh, go on any production software, or if you you know just go and YouTube this, uh, it's called it's called eight to eight. So that that sounds like uh, okay. So we used to, you know, do. I I don't know if all of you all used to do it. I used to do this a lot when I was a kid. You know, when people used to say, "Can you?" We used to just do this thing called. Yeah. <laughs> used to say, "Can you play techno music from your throat?" I and I used to say, "Yeah." And <laughs> so when you know you learn advanced beatboxing, uh. there's this uh, genre called deep house. All or just house music in general, mm-hmm. so you can do a beat which sounds like. <laughs> so I'm just using this. It's on. Mm. and i'm using some other sounds with it so it ma- it makes a complete beat <laughs> so yeah this is also a thing you can use this also uh. it's a very, or if you want to make a trap beat like an electro <laughs> it sounds so simple yeah that is <laughs> so that's how Uh, amazing it is, and yeah, these are the things that you can do along with it. Love it. We are done with like I'm done with my question. So okay, I'm, if, if anyone, anyone has yeah, any like, questions, I, I, yeah. I have few questions. Yeah. Uh, okay, but um, you know, even we have different forms of beatboxing, like Konakol and uh, right Kalam thing, which we do in, in dance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so are you Indianizing whatever you are doing? Like are There is mix of different subcultures in yeah yeah. So if you know, uh, whenever I, even I I try to I don't know say annotations for whatever I whatever beat I'm doing. So if I when I started off the beatbox uh, thing that I did, which started like so if I wanted to do this in 
you know i won't say it's proper kunakul but if i wanted to say annotation say dum ta tak ta dum ta tak ta tak ta dum ta ka tak ta dum ta tak dum ta tak ta 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 dum ta tak
right and one more thing which i was curious uh, when you say face music is it the same or it's different uh face this term face music was coined by an international beatboxer called reeps one who is one of the very one of the most famous beatboxers in the world and uh, so basically whatever we do so if you're a producer you produce things on a software right so it's the same for us we are we produce sounds but we produce it through our mouth so this this term face music was coined by him where he used to say that i'm a face musician and i produce face music and it became a thing like how uh, i think the term for konakol in english like people say it's vocal percussions so yeah tala and vocal percussion when we want to say vocal percussions is basically the uh, an art form of saying your percussions in vocal form that's what like when i was doing that that's exactly what what the scene is so face music was also a term coined by a beatboxer and it's it's basically a term that has come out in recent years so yeah um now that i see that you collaborate with lot of uh, well, like different people out of outside india right. so i also saw this picture from thomas tom you have collaborated tom tom i guess tom tom yeah 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 so so like it just happened like you no, approached that- that happened like, the that happened because he had come recently to india to give a to perform at a, at, at a tedx event in mumbai uh, so this was in the month of march i guess and uh, luckily what happened was one of my friends got in touch with him who has a foundation called sacred works foundation for again it's for underprivileged kids so he got tom to do a workshop for them and he invited me and he told me you get other beatboxers to be a part of it so i got some people from oh. mumbai and i told them this is happening we went there we met tom and uh, i spoke to him and it was a really nice exchange where i did not perform a lot in front of him but i was just listening to whatever he was saying because it was a very knowledgeable session for us and it's not every day that you get to see these people talk and learn from them so it was really nice to see him beatbox and it's crazy because he is a crazy mad artist and the tracks that he makes and he's one of those beatboxers who has made a name for himself through beatboxing so he he, he has like one of the viral videos of tedx yeah, yeah. his his tedx video is the most viewed tedx video in the world on youtube yeah, one of one of the most yeah yeah and yeah. he when he had come to i think that was one of the main reasons apart from his music being really good that a lot of people knew of him when he performed in mumbai and when it was a really crazy experience of when when, we, when i got to meet him so yeah nice Hmm. and uh, now that you see uh, this lot of inclusion thing is happening in every art form uh, hmm. like art is being used to express like black lives matter and exactly we are uh, like i see your insta profile you are not a political you are political you you take a side unlike lot of uh, artists who like right right like that so uh, that's why i'm asking you this question like uh, i see uh, this is gender skew already like i don't see hardly see any woman beatboxing uh, right. i saw a couple of people coming in in your class so do you have like any plan to bring in uh, more like an equitable way of the scene with uh, female beatboxers in india is that they have recently started coming up the last two years 2019 and 20 so the event that i was talking about colossal 
we they also organized a female beat, female category they had a female championship as a part of it as well and there was this one girl called shivali from mumbai who won that championship so she became like the first ever female beatboxing champion of of an event like it was, it was the first time that this was being organized as a part of an event and uh, i think now there are there are three four really good female beatboxers in india and yeah there is this gender thing where i don't understand because when it happens in the world because this is not a physical sport right you don't you do not checking somebody's physical strength when it happens on a world stage when there's beatboxing there is a separate category for female beatboxing and separate for male so i don't think you know may, maybe for some particular sounds because we have a heavy voice in general uh, mm-hmm. it's maybe easier for us to do it or whatever i don't know but but for a fact that there is there's this fact that i don't think that female beatboxers and male beatboxers should be separated on that fact because if we can do like maybe because of a heavy voice we can do certain sounds if they have a light voice they can also do certain sounds which we won't be able to do and there is there is literally no comparison that a male beatboxer can be better than a female beatboxer just because he's a guy so that is that there's no logic to that because this is not a physical uh, test of physical endurance or whatever this is just a it's it's a technique based thing and whoever practices it is able to do it uh, i have one more question like now mm-hmm. everybody uh, raps in english and then uh, gali boy came i heard there is hindi rap yeah then i heard noxious rap in punjabi then there are a lot of tamil rappers right so there is vernacular and they are using this to represent their underprivileged yeah, caste yeah. yeah but do you think it's so accessible for everybody else or it's just dominated by all the privileged class it things. is honest i will be i would be very honest because i as a performer or as an artist i go to a lot of gigs and i see a lot of artists perform live honestly right now the only regional language which has been accepted by a wide audience all across india has been punjabi for a strange reason because like if you see like a lot of the inception of rap music i won't say it was proper rap music but like rap music in bollywood became a part when all these people like hani singh and bacha they were doing their their version of rap the punjabi party rap it became a part of bollywood and then in every bollywood movie they started having one rap one rap song a punjabi rap song by these artists and then there were there are artists like guru randhawa and all these people promoted a lot so honestly speaking punjabi is a very widely accepted language and i i really feel bad for english rapper because there is this fact where a lot of people who rap in hindi now like i said i used to go for cypher mania i would be very honest all the rappers used to rap in english back then and the same rappers are rapping in hindi now and they are signed on labels because at that point of time when they used to do it in english nobody was paying attention i see the saddest thing that i see is whenever an artist comes live on instagram i have seen mtv india giving access of their page to an artist and that artist is talking in english and lot of people comment hindi mein baat kar rahe english mein kyu baat kar rahe so it's it's kind of screwed up where the indian audience only wants you to rap in hindi even though it's not your it might not be your first preference and they don't want to take the pain that hey maybe i should learn i should brush up on my english speaking skills to understand what this guy and 
these are the same people who don't have a problem with international artists rapping in english just because they feel that this person stays in india he is supposed to know hindi and he should rap in hindi no matter what so that is really sad because uh, us having so many different languages it it actually broadens our and it shows our diversity that there are so many languages that an artist can rap in that's that's a problem where i think uh, at least english rap for me it's very sad that english rap should be uh, an acceptable art form according to me and it it it's not the case as of now in india the are uh, the audience for english rappers is very less in comparison to hindi rappers and uh, it's become more of a hindi rap dominated scene where people only want to listen to rap uh, rapper in hindi and if they want to listen a rapper rapper in some other language it's punjabi and not anything else hmm yeah that's so true and so you agree that it's normally always k speed towards hindi no matter yeah. what even when they did they don't say it's indian film in the uh, industry just the bollywood yeah i i don't know why it's become uh, you know uh, i i met a director recently so if you've seen this movie andhadhun uh, there's this ah, guy sriram raghavan i guess ha bhai ayushman so uh, the uh-huh. guy who had give uh, so there's this person called danny sir he he was a music composer of that movie so he told me that you know back in the day we used to it was not bollywood it was hindi film cinema so that's another thing that's hindi film cinema and there there you had people like ardi burman and kishore kumar and all these different artists who had their own style and mm-hmm. you know it was at that point of time you you would never see any regional language being used like they used to not be biased towards one language like them showing that only okay only punjabi tracks will be there in my movie or whatever so now but now unfortunately it's become a thing where what he said was it it has become very he doesn't but it was not said in a way where you know he's saying that oh i am from this for whatever category it's like only north indians are getting the opportunity or whatever but uh, it's become a combination of hindi and like the punjabi industry whatever where uh, like you you see movies being dubbed south movies being dubbed in hindi but the music in that is also Uh, you have like a punjabi track in that so i think it's very i don't know it's become very biased like that where hindi and punjabi are the two main uh, languages used and the problem with that is audience wants that like i said when an artist comes live and if he's talking in english people have a problem with it yeah english is the language of privilege yeah and exactly we'll hopefully have- that will change one day no because if i see if i see rappers from bangalore if i see brother v so brother he raps in english only and he, uh, he raps really good but he doesn't have as many views as other hindi rappers who are who are worse than him yeah. who rap in hindi but are not as skilled as him but so, it that's the case with i don't know how the world is functioning right now all yeah. my musician friends like i've been struggling for so many years what is this happening exactly yeah. so that uh, is so uh, got on now uh, we are opening the floor for audience for your questions there is one question from shiva like he asked do you need a basic music training for learning beatboxing no you are uh, honestly speaking you just need an ear for uh, you know tempo and rhythm so when i listen to tracks like how uh, when i said like <laughs> so i've i've heard this drum pattern somewhere i when i whenever we listen to a track you know even if you if you we're not drummers 
but you there might be instances where your friend comes and tells you are wo part kya mast rak tak they did they do this because they are able to like that they know what they're saying and they know the rhythm yeah 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 if 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 an on beatboxer also wants to say that you know do a beat like this and they don't know how to beatbox will be still be able to tell you uh, how to do it so that is one way you need a good you just need an ear for good music and tempo like you need to know what a tempo what tempo is and what rhythm is and you'll be able to get into beatboxing you don't need to be a trained musician if you're a trained musician it helps to beatbox better that's it better yeah so gorav hi this is giridhar here yeah hi gorav so what are the different kind of music instruments that will go well with uh, beatboxing you're you talking about playing an actual instrument yeah any instruments yeah, yeah so if you till now what i've seen is there is this thing called that there's actually this uh, term which has been used by a lot of people and there are a lot of musicians doing this called flute boxing where people use a flute while they're beatboxing because even when you're using a flute you blow air outside right and you like you do a you do a particular hold a note while you're beatboxing so flute boxing is been a thing and even if you do play any instrument like you could even know, you know you could even be somebody who knows to play a guitar while you're playing the guitar you can do you can play the drums from your mouth you can you can play a keyboard you can sing and you can beatbox at the same time so that's another thing and you can even play a violin and beatbox at the same time it's all about uh your mouth being free when you want to So flute is one thing where you know you you have that instrument close to your mouth and you still have that space where you can beatbox a bit. But any other instrument that you're playing with your hands, there is obviously you can beatbox along with it. So yeah, crazy. So something about the industry generally, I'm asking is a very general question. Hmm. So a uh, lot of this talent is uh, quite influenced by uh, the movie industry. Right. Uh, since you've been in this uh, segment for the last. few years how has the industry changed with respect to uh, rap and uh, beatboxing after the gully boy movie came out uh honestly speaking so there is this one story that like quick thing that i like to share this show that was released uh, launched last year called mtv hustle that show was actually supposed to happen in 2015 where people from mtv had met me and a couple of other hip hop artists from mumbai and they had said that we are planning to do a show on hip hop because we feel that uh, rap music is trending right now so in that particular show raftar and bacha will be the judges there will be two teams and in every week one by one a contestant from one team will be eliminated but they did not do it at that point of time because probably they did not find a sponsor because sponsors when they give out money they obviously see to it that you know what's trending right on whether they would be able to get the returns out of it or not so it did not happen at that point of time for a particular reason and one gully boy released uh, mtv hustle launched in the same year and there is this very world famous boing competition uh, called red bull bc1 so the thing about red bull bc1 is it it never happens in india and no indian has qualified for the world finals till date because if you qualify in india then you get to go you get a chance to go to southeast asia qualifiers which involves countries like japan and uh, all these like uh, crazy asian countries korea and over there obviously unfortunately uh, the indian beepers get eliminated so for the first time i don't know i think gibber was one of the reasons they did the world finals in india 
where all these international b-boys flew down to india they competed at nsci dome in mumbai in front of a large crowd and it was one of the biggest events uh, to happen in the history of indian hip hop where a world final event happened in india uh, especially a b-boying and like nobody could think about it like it's like world beatbox championship happening in mumbai so right now it's a dream you can't you can't imagine that or india not just mumbai anywhere in india you can't imagine that happening but if uh, so that was one of the things and a lot of uh, rappers like i would say even myself like beatboxers uh, we started getting a lot of work quickly after the movie was launched there were a lot of shows that happened a lot of brands approached us saying that hey we are doing a ad we need a rapper and a beatboxer we know that you are a beatboxer you were in gully boy so can you beatbox for this ad in fact the z5 track that i was talking about the rahul vedya track that also happened because of gully boy because people knew of first because of the movie so a lot of people got a lot of work and uh, a lot of hype was created because of that and some shows were launched and now the shows are obviously going to go on where second season is going to come out third season is going to come out so i think it was it was actually a major boon for all the hip hop artists and for indian music in general where finally r- actual rap music was accepted in bollywood like a proper hip hop album but for the first time it was released in bollywood and hopefully in the future you know just praying that it's not just a thing where it's it's a hyped thing where for one two years there will be a wave and it will die down i just hope that that's not the case and in the future also we can see more uh, rappers making songs so gorav um, i would uh, love to end this with a bang so okay you want to perform again yeah is a small one yeah definitely okay. definitely man all right uh uh
Oh wow, that was killer. Thank you, thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you so much, Gaurav, for thank joining. Thank you, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Story. It was so much enlightening. I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody who joined and asked questions and listened to patiently. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for tuning in.